BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, yo, this is Big Daddy Kane, and you're listening to another hot interview on The Library with Tim Einenkel on RapStation.com. I don't do white music, I don't do black music, I make rap music for hip-hop kids. Y'all know what it is when I get biz with this, flows that's hard enough, you can hit your kids with this. Thugs walk through Queens Bridge with this, Italian cats drive through Bay Ridge with this. Pumping in they ride. Master Ace, legendary MC, Juice Crew member, he's the gold standard when it comes to lyricism. Not only is he an accomplished solo artist, he's also a member of EMC, touring the planet on a regular basis, and obviously showing everyone how it should be done. He and his label, M3 Records, recently inked a deal with Penalty Entertainment and is currently working on a new album, which is scheduled for release in mid-2015. Master Ace, welcome to the library with Tim Einekel on RapStation.com. Good to be here, man. Looking forward to it. I want to quickly talk about your motivating factor for writing and creating. Um, when you created Disposable Arts in 2001, you said um, you think it would probably be your last album because of um, due to your MS. You didn't know if you were going to be immobile or even death. Um, you didn't know what the future was going to obviously was going to hold. Um, seems like those two things are really good motivating factors to create great albums or great art. Um, now that you've you said you've changed your diet and you know you're you're healthier, um, what is your like? How do you top that as a motivating factor? I guess like what is your motivating factor now to create your artwork? It continues to be that. Because when I look at, you know, my physical condition or what it could be, if I 10 years ago said, oh, I got this diagnosis, I'm going to be depressed, I'm going to eat, eat like shit. I'm going to drink a bunch of alcohol and find some drugs and just kind of zone out that way, my physical condition would be completely different today than it is. So I made those decisions and continue to make those decisions because what I'm doing is this is how I feed my family. This is how my mortgage is paid. This is how we eat. And so if I'm going to abuse my body, not be physically well or capable or able to be on a grueling tour and jump around on stage for 20 shows in a row for, for 30 days, then I'm hurting my family because they're relying on me to go out there and earn the way I it's, it's 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 very similar to the professional athlete professional athlete they're getting paid a lot of money to play a sport if they don't take care of themselves 
take care of their bodies and take care of themselves. Don't lift weights. Don't work out in the summertime. You know, don't follow a, a, a specific uh, nutrition plan. Then they're going to get fat or they're going to not be, they're going to get injured. They're not going to be physically able to compete on the playing field. And guess what? Somebody else is going to bump them right out. And then they're not going to be with a team at all. These, those guys, they don't, they don't eat pizza. They don't, you know, they don't do none of that crazy stuff. They don't abuse alcohol and drugs. Well, most of them don't because they're trying to keep their bodies in the best possible condition so they can continue to play this game. And I know you think about rappers just being the voice, but it's a physical sport too. When I'm on stage, it's like a game. Like I'm, I'm soaked. Like I just played, you know, a full game of basketball. And those are my motivating factors. I got to continue to feed my family and I have to take care of myself and to do that. And the other part of the other part of it, the other motivation for me is I've kind of always been the underdog, the underrated, the never really gets the full props that he deserves and this and that and whatever, you know, all those categories. That's always been me. And. It's good that that's been me because that's been a huge motivator for me since the, since day one, really. You know, I started off in a crew of some of the best rappers in the game. Big Daddy Kane, you know, Coogee Rap, Biz Marquee with his song making. And I never, I've, I've, I've always been trying to prove that I belonged in that same conversation, you know, and... Never really felt it, but it's cool that I never felt it because then I might get relaxed. Like, okay, I'm finally accepted. Now now I'm cool. Now I don't, you know, I don't have to go as hard. No, I'm glad that I don't get the credit because not getting the credit is what motivates me. It's like that, it's like that team that nobody gives a shot to. Or they're playing, the, they're playing against this big powerhouse. They're going to get killed. Nobody's giving them a chance. And they go into their own heads and they come up with a game plan and they come on that field and they're out of their minds. They want to beat this beat this team and, and that's me. I'm that underdog team that nobody's giving a shot to. I want to briefly talk about two older albums. Both next year you'll have anniversaries for. Um, well, obviously you have anniversaries for all your albums, but <laughs> next year you'll have, uh, on, on July 24th of 2015, uh, be the 25th anniversary of your debu- debut album, uh, Take a Look Around. Um, I wanted to kind of quickly get your thoughts on the album. Uh, anything you wanted to, you would have changed that you lo- would have liked to change. Anything that you thought at the time, well, I want to change, but glad you didn't change. Uh, if you just want to quickly reflect on that. Yeah, my debut album, Take a Look Around, was it was it was my debut, so it was me trying to just prove I could rap. You know, prove that I was as good as the next MCs out there, and. When I listen back to that album now, it just sounds so preachy to me. Um, I was trying to get a message across, a message of positivity and uplifting people and my people and my neighborhood and trying to get people to um, realize their worth and those type of things. But I did it in such a preachy way on that first album. I kind of cringe when I listen to it now because I've, I've become a lot more smarter in the way that I get my messages across to the fans now. Um so that that's that'd be that probably the only thing, you know, um 
of course me and the biz being the first single was something that i just never wanted to have happen and um you know i tried to fight warner brothers uh back then to to not put that out as the first single but they were they were insistent that that be the first single because biz Markey's name was was attached to it he was he was selling a lot of records at the time and they wanted to kind of ride that bandwagon um that was that that might be a regret of mine you know coming out with that as the first single because i, I should have stepped that was a, that was that would have been my first opportunity to really stick to my guns as an artist but i was just way too new first album like i didn't want to piss anybody off you know it's it, it's me against warner brothers like who's who's gonna win here um so that so there's that um i'll probably say you know just it, i mean the the creative process was a good one it was a, it was a lot of fun working with marley on that album and you know i think i probably wish that after that album that we could have maybe done a couple more records um, but uh, we part. He parted ways with Coach Ellen, then I parted ways with Coach Ellen, and then we were on different paths at that point. So we weren't going to be able to to reconnect. And I started. I created my own production crew, and we went off and started doing our thing. And we made Slaughterhouse. Uh, second album I want to talk about is uh, Sitting on Chrome, uh, which is Master Ace Incorporated second album. Um, it will have its twentieth anniversary next year in May. Uh, can you quickly reflect on that album, kind of? Were you surprised how commercially successful it was compared to the work you you put into other albums? Meaning, like, I mean, were there other albums you thought should have been just from a creativity point of view should have been more commercially more commercially successful versus that album? Uh, just talk about that. No, I, I think Sitting on Chrome was the album that should have been the most commercially successful because it was the album that that was the intention when we when we when we when we went in the studio to make that album it was really based on the success of one song born to roll um that song took off like nobody expected just one of those records that nobody saw coming including delicious vinyl you know um they actually at a meeting i remember specifically at a marketing meeting them i i, I played them the remix to to jeep ass born to roll and you know i remember you know mike mike ross saying you know why are we doing remixes to jeep ass we need to move on with the next single slaughterhouse let's go like let, let, let. and i and i fought to have born to roll put on the the b-side of the single for slaughterhouse and it just they just kind of threw it on there um to, to to keep me keep me quiet they stay they serviced the single out to djs all over the country and overnight, every DJ turned that record over and played Born to Roll. Nobody played Slaughterhouse. And all of a sudden, the spins nationwide just went from zero to 100 real quick. Like, overnight, we shot Then all of a sudden, now, oh, we got to shoot a video. Then we rushed to shot a video. Then they were chasing it. They were basically chasing the success of it. Then they didn't have a 12-inch for that song. It, it, people couldn't find it. People would go to the store and say, I want that, that song by Master Ace about the rolling in my Jeep. And nobody in the stores knew what it was. Well, here we got Slaughterhouse. No, no, I don't want Slaughterhouse. I want I want this Born to Roll song. Uh, we don't have that. They, the, the stores didn't even know that it was on the B-side to Slaughterhouse to sell it. So the label had to run and scramble, create a cover, press up, 
born to roll with the instrumental on the other side. I'd go back and do an instrumental. Like, all of this chasing. So, sitting on Chrome was a sort of a knee-jerk reaction to the success, the overnight success of that one song. You know, the label came to me and they said, you know, you have created these, this fan base of car culture enthusiasts. We want you to try to create an album that will grab those fans again. Can you do some songs that will grab those fans again? And I said, well, you know, that's not necessarily where I was going to go with my next, you know, project. I, I, you know, I don't do stuff calculated like that. I just do what, what I feel. But, I, you know, it's Delicious Vinyl. They had Tone Low sold over a million copies. They had uh, Young MC sold over a million copies. I said, okay, well, these guys kind of know what they're doing, I guess. They, you know, they, they have some, some, some legitimate success with some other artists. So I'm going to give them an album that I like, but satisfies what they're asking me for. So I did songs like INC Ride. I did songs like Sitting on Chrome, which, which, which was basically a ripoff of Born to Roll and using the same kind of Moog sound, mini Moog sound. Um, and I tried to give them singles that would um, potentially make the album more commercially successful. The result is it was more commercially successful. INC Rod was the most uh, radio played record that I ever had in my career. It, it got played more than Born to Roll. Um, and Sitting on Chrome got a lot of radio play as well. Um, but INC Rod was number one um, in, that, in that. And um, I mean, it's 20 years already. It's cr- kind of crazy to even, doesn't feel like that to me. Like, like I was like, uh, it seemed like yesterday, but I realized it was a long time ago. Um, but I, you know, I, I sometimes call that album my compromise album because I, it was me compromising with the label and giving them what they were asking for. And um, I'm happy with the fact that I brought so many new fans um, into my movement because there was a whole new, um, a whole new batch of fans that weren't familiar with me before Born to Roll that all of a sudden knew who I was and bought that album. At the same time, there were fans that already were fans of mine that didn't really like that album because it was reaching a little bit too much to being commercial. And I turned off some of my core fans at that time. But I'm happy to say that a lot of those core fans, while they were a little turned off by it, they didn't completely abandon me. And they came right back when Disposable Wars dropped. Uh, two more questions, if that's all right. Um, you're obviously here today in the studio to uh, finish up EMC's second album, or finish your part of EMC's second album. Uh, one, what can we expect from this album? And two, um, when do you guys hope to have it completed? Uh, also, are there any guest spots, surprising guest spots that you like to talk about, uh, producers, etc.? Well, um... The album is scheduled to be handed in, completed by Christmas. Um, if we hand it in by Christmas, it'll be an April 2015 release date. Um, we have the first single already mixed. We have part of the video shot. About three quarters of the video is com- is completed already. Um, the album is really good. Um 
guest spots. Well, we got we got a beep from Diamond D, which is pretty cool. I've never worked with Diamond D. He's he's been a friend in the industry for many many years, um, but we've never like collaborated on anything before. So that was kind of cool. Have a little digging in the crates connection there. Um, we got we got Be Real from Cypress Hill on a song. Um, working on Exhibit. Exhibit might be doing uh, being on uh, going to be a doing a hook for me as well. Um, right now, those are the big kind of features that I'm comfortable mentioning. Everything else is still kind of pending. Um, but we do have on the on the skits we have a guest appearance from Rosie Perez and a guest appearance from Tony Rock, Chris Rock's brother. And and those are those are those are two of the people that are actually on the tonight. The name of the album is the Tonight Show, so it's about us. EMC being the musical guest on The Tonight Show. So the guests on The Tonight Show are Rosie Perez and Chris Rock. Um, if, if, if everything works out and the moons and the stars align right, um, comedian Russell Peters is actually going to be the celebrity host of the album. He'll be the, the, the talk show host for The Tonight Show for our album. So uh, th- those are all really cool uh, kind of friends and people that that we know or connected with or met that were happy enough to you know lend their talent and their ability and their name and their celebrity to to this to this emc movement um because they they believe in it and i I look forward to um i can't wait for people to hear the album they're going to really be blown away I'm, i'm 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 sure of it and uh we'll be ready to hit the road once again 2015 summer we'll be right back on the road as mentioned, you recently signed a deal with Penalty Entertainment and are currently prepping to release your new album, which is going to be a sixth one. Um, and it's going to be scheduled to drop mid-2015. Um, what can you tell us about this project? Is it a concept album? Um, and how do you prepare yourself to create a solo album right when you're in the middle of creating a group album? It's all about the music, the inspiration from the music. Um I'm working with a producer. Um, I can't, I'm not going to divulge anything just yet, um, but I'm working with a producer who um, has given me some of the most inspiring beats that I've had in my possession in a while. And I get, believe me, I'm given a lot of beats by a lot of producers, but this guy, his talent level is inspiring me. And, And this is really how this album came about, was from the beats that he gave me. Once I got these beats in my possession, the album really wrote itself. Um, hearing the beat, driving with it immediately, song idea comes to me. I start writing lyrics, and the lyrics are just flying, flying out of me. Like I'm not trying hard. You know, I, anytime I'm writing something and I don't feel like I'm trying hard to write it, then I know it's going to be good, and I'm excited. Um, so yeah, it is going to be a concept album. Um, all I'm willing to really say now is that my album Son of Yvonne took you back to when I was about 11, 12 years old. This album is going to, this album takes place a few years after that. So about five years after that. So that's, that's, that's about all I can give away at this point. How do we keep up with what you're doing and, you know, Twitter and all that social networking stuff? 
Yeah, definitely. I'm on Twitter, um, just at Master Ace, M-A-S-T-A-A-C-E. I'm on Instagram, at Master Ace Picks, P-I-C-S. And um, I'm on Facebook as well. I'm just not real Facebook savvy, so you can find me on there. I think it's Master Ace Official, um, but I am on there. So get at me one of those ways. He's a legendary MC, a Juice Crew member, and has two new albums about to come out. Uh, Master Ace, thank you so much for joining me in the library with Tim Ronnie on rapstation.com. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. Y'all rap dudes are funny. I don't feud with dummies. I don't need no problems. I need food and money. I recall when we used to fool with honeys. That was cute as bunnies with the smoothest tummies. Now we like drinks trying to move his money. Run with cast to act mad, rude and crummy. It's the chairman of the board and I'm carrying the sword. I look heavy in the Chevy and I'm scary in the Ford. F-150, you should just run swiftly. Unless you nice if you like, you can just come get me. Y'all do sweet like cakes and pies. I go together with rap like shakes and fries. And I hate them guys with hate in their eyes. Hoping we fall, can't wait to rise. Yeah, I'm all natural like a case of snapping. And don't talk this shit, cause the ace is slapping. And don't try to run cause I chase and catch you Put a sharp blade to your face and scratch you What you want fuck with a ninja for? I'm like a cornered rat with an injured paw And I've been your jaw and in your tour Even if I lose the battle, I'ma win the war Yeah. Oh when Meat Nuts and Master Ace both up in the place, it's like oh When you can't find your girl, your girl probably up in our face, she like oh Against lead the way, I'ma watch you bleed your way to emergency. You're gonna need surgery, a facelift, face it. Psych is wildin', like the big end on Riker's Island. Stab you with a spoon in the lunchroom, have you hallucinating? Like you a mushroom head twitching like an epileptic, you'll get dropped like elephant ish. I'm from the home of the Yankees. You're not feeling that thing, Yankees. I'm sitting on Twankies. You're going nowhere fast like a treadmill. Don't make me have to roll up to your crib and meet your parents like Ben Still. You'll get killed for trying to be a funny ass like Ben Hill. I don't wanna have to run up in your label and put a hole in your head like a bagel from here to Milwaukee. I do it for the kids like Bill Cosby. Hey, hey, hey. Oh my God. When nuts and Master Ace both up in the place, it's like. Oh my God. When you can't find your girl, your girl probably up in our face, she like. Oh my God. It's bad ways to do it, my man, and we doing it hard, we like. It's Big Judah, family favorite. You should just place the name on your forehead and staple it. I'm here, y'all, I finally made it. And I can be really cool to talk to when I'm medicated. One of the game's most underrated. I make it a hit and everybody want to recreate it. Every dude that come through, I paid it. So now if you bite this, I'm leaving you decapitated. Came to show you how guys are getting told. Me and the music man together, bruh, it's out of control. It's a feeling that's hard to hold. Look, even if you're pregnant, it makes you want to work that part. Now tell me y'all what's really good Cause everything I'm hearing on the radio is hillbilly hood It's evident that I clearly should Put a fit or foot up your ass to make this shit understood Can you dig it? When meat nuts and master ace both up in the place it's like When you can't find your girl, your girl probably up in our face
she like, Can't you take a little heat? Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.